Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of AM Minnesota. I have sitting somewhat in front of me this morning, Eric Lundin. May is Mental Health Month, and he is a psychologist, right, Eric? I'm a psychologist. With Rice County Social Services. Yes, and I've been there almost 34 years. Isn't that amazing? It is. It's like a whole career. It's been great. You've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And I've enjoyed having known people for a long time and having relationships in the community with both patients and providers and those who work with children and adults. It's been great. There was for many years, and maybe there still is, you can tell me if this is true or not, Eric, a stigma attached to mental illness. It seems like it's more out in the open now than it used to be. I think more and more... We're just seeing examples where the stigma is gone. I mean, that's kind of how these first radio shows began, right? right. Yep. We were trying to get rid of that stigma. We were trying to rid people of the idea that they didn't have to be ashamed of going for a mental health treatment. And uh, it seems like every year we hear of somebody, you know, like the senator now from Pennsylvania yeah. who just went for, you know, a major depressive disorder. That was pretty impressive, you know. So those kind you know. Uh, Kevin, who's the guy who used to play for the Timberwolves? Kevin, Kevin Love. Okay, Kevin Love had an anxiety disorder. He came out several years ago and talked about it. So it's just great, I think. And now we're really not even, I don't even think we even talk about the word stigma. Haven't heard that word now for several years. So that's kind of cool that you brought that up. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk about May being Mental Health Month. And you have your special walk coming up. Yeah, this walk is happening on May 24th, starting at Buckham West from noon to one. And anyone is welcome to this. And there'll be a speaker and an ice cream social to follow. And the walk itself is, man, if it's a half mile, that's about it. (laughs) So it's just a way to get out, experience the neighborhood, come back and have a little social with people and... um, and that's from all, it starts at noon to one is the walk and the speaker. And then the social is from one to three. So, and Fairway Foods is providing all the refreshments for that. So thanks to Fairway. Yeah, they provide our water in here too. Oh, that's wonderful. I enjoyed one of their waters. So yeah, aren't thanks. They good good yeah. people. Right. Over at Fairway Foods, good people. Right. So, so who's the speaker? You know what? I don't know who the speaker is. Usually it's a consumer. Usually it's someone who's struggled with some mental health issues and how they've overcome them. But I don't know who the speaker is this year. Interesting. Yeah. It's usually a local person? It's usually a local person, yep. Again, the Rice County Board of Commissioners on the 25th day of April penned a proclamation designating May as Mental Health Month. Yeah, wasn't that nice? Yeah, well, probably do it. You know, I, I, a little shout out that May is also National Foster Care Month, and also uh, also National Drug Court Month. Because I also sit on the Rice County Drug Court Treatment Court. We call it Treatment Court because it's not about drugs; it's about treatment. That's right. So it's also National Foster Care Month and also also National Treatment Court Month. I did read in getting ready for the show today, Eric, that mental health and substance abuse disorders rose during the pandemic, COVID pandemic. 
Yeah, unfortunately, um, people were isolated. And I still think in many ways people haven't found their way back into a rhythm. Um, I had an article in the paper last week and I talked about how there was a mental health expert who questioned whether do we really have a mental health? You know, are we really in the middle of an epidemic of mental health or have people simply forgotten how to socialize? And the person said, maybe it's as simple as learning to just go bowling again with people and that that might help us out. So Get off the phones, you're saying. Get off the phone and go bowling and spend some time with some people. Right. I have a relative who will not answer the phone. They only want to be texted. And it's just not the same as hearing their voice. Right. I have a rule where I don't. I don't like to email my coworkers. I go and talk to them in person. Yep. So I, I still, uh, I still do that. So I'm kind of in that same boat. Yeah, you know that's the real communication to me is what we're doing here, right? Right. We're, yeah, we're talking, we're mm-hmm. conversing. As if we were doing this by email, I can't see your reactions to anything I say or vice right. versa. All right, exactly. Nothing beats in person. So what are we going to talk about today? I know you have a special topic. We are you. talking about awe, A-W-E. And this That's is not wrestling. It's not professional wrestling. No, no, it's not the A-W-E exactly. So this, the science of the feeling of awe. And this is only 15 years old. People have been studying it for about 15 years. Now, not to say that religious and philosophical scholars haven't looked at it for centuries. They've talked about it. But actually studying it, has only been occurring for about 15 years. And so um, I have found this fascinating and I've done a couple talks on it already and I thought, why not talk about it one more time before I kind of put it on the shelf? So yeah, it's it's gonna be great. We're gonna talk about awe. Okay, that's a perfect tie-in to take a break, get our opening market report, a service of your KDHL Agro Boosters. They include Craig Keller, at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand, Craig helps protect all things important to you. Insulation Services Incorporated. Contact Nate. Discover all the advantages of spray foam or blown-in insulation. Go online at insulationservicesinc.com. Insulationservicesinc.com. Krennic Stump Grinding in Faribault. Chris is the guy to call, 491-2948, or go online at Krennic, K-R-E-N-I-K, stumpgrinding.com. And I'll tell you a couple other sponsors right after the update. Corn and hog futures are mixed on Monday morning. Uh, soybeans have just turned mixed as well. Cattle are higher. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. For Lead Genetics, paired with simple, flexible, and effective weed control, plant Stein and List E3 soybeans. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are mostly lower. The trade expects a solid in- week-to-week increase in planting, even after rain in parts of the region last week into this weekend. And there is more rain in the forecast during the early part of this week for some areas. July beans are up a quarter at 1436 and three quarters. August is down two and a quarter at 1371 and a quarter. July bean meals 30 cents lower at 425.80 and July bean oils down 13 points at 54.20. 
Corn's mostly lower, watching planning conditions, including more cool, wet weather in the northern plains. Near-term conditions for uh, Brazil's second crop are generally favorable. July corn's a penny higher at 5.97 and a half. September's three and a quarter lower at 5.33 and three quarters. And Chicago beats down on profit-taking, waiting to see what happens with the Black Sea Grain Initiative. July Chicago's one and three quarters lower at 6.58 and a half. Cotton and rice are mixed, adjusting spreads ahead of this afternoon's weekly crop progress and condition numbers. Supply and demand numbers are out on Friday. July cotton's up 30 at 84.20. December's 13 higher at 83.37. July rice is up 6 at 18.34 and a half. September's down 2 at 15.41. And live and feeder cattle are higher, watching the distribution of the show list. June live's up 52 at 162.45. August is 47 higher at 159.97. With this mostly lower move in corn, August feeders are up a dollar at two twenty two forty two, and hogs are mixed on spread trade and demand uncertainties. With June uh, five lower at eighty three seventy, and July lean down seven at eighty five thirty five. Crude oil's up sharply this morning. John Perkins, Brownfield Market Update, AM Minnesota on the Mighty nine twenty KDHL. <laughs> Again, our KDHL agri-boosters include Matt's Roofing, specializing in any shingling project, plus farm buildings, residential roofing, over a, a century of combined experience. Wow. Number to call is 507-838-2254. Just think how much shingles have changed in 100 years. Northland Buildings, quality post-frame construction. Go to northlandbuildings.com. Oh, maybe they haven't changed all that much, I guess. I don't know. We have Eric Lundin with us. I do know he's here. He's a psychologist with Rice County Social Services. We have been doing this show, I think, since time began. <laughs> At least I want to say it's been 15 years, but maybe not quite that long. Yeah, May is Mental Health Month, and we enjoy him stopping by to talk about. Today he's going to talk about awe. Yeah, we're going to talk about awe. And I, th- I thought first we would just define what it is. Sure. It's this feeling of being in the presence of something vast that transcends your current understanding of the world. So it's sort of, you get this this feeling of what I call, whoa. When you see it, you know it, like, whoa, look at that, wow, what is that, you know? You know, I get that feeling every time I step on a plane and fly somewhere. Exactly, so technology at times can be an experience of awe. I was recently on a head-on collision on Highway 60 and I had several experiences of awe. One, the technology of airbags and seatbelts, amazing. I came out of there without a scratch. Wow. I was the third car in this Highway 60 crash on April 6th. Then the second feeling of awe was how people came to help me, which is the number one reason, number one way that we experience awe. Eight volunteer firefighters from Morristown, uh, two county sheriff cars, Two state trooper cars, two ambulances, and two and three wreckers all came to the scene. And they all sort of, and within an hour and 15 minutes, it's all swept up and done. And then the trooper stayed with me until my wife could come pick me up. Um, right to the bitter end, he stayed where I dropped the car off at the impound lot because my car was... Totaled. Totaled. So those were like several experiences of awe, all connected to the idea of kindness, which is the number one way that we experience that when humans are helping others, it's one of the main ways that that we experience 
awe. So, did you watch 60 Minutes last night? I did not. I usually do. The final segment was with a photographer who's 75, and he says he's never going to retire. He never married, never had kids. He travels the world taking photos. Right. Primarily in war areas. Right. So he's under fire, literally, right. all the time. Yep. And so I think it was Mr. Cooper asked him, why do you do this? He says, the compassion I see. See, it's not even about the pictures. It's about these these experiences of compassion, right? Yeah. Do you know that 85, all, 85% of all experiences of awe are positive in nature? Although I believe it, you can have fifteen percent of experiences are of more of a, a threatening nature, such as volcanoes or tornadoes. When you're in the presence of a tornado, everybody who comes on the TV says, "Whoa, that was like a train coming!" Right? Yep. And then when you think about the 1991 war in Iraq, what was it called? Do you remember? Come on, shock and awe. Oh, that's the other. Yeah. Right. So there was there so there are some that are more threatening, but most experiences are awe inspiring, are of positive experiences. Sunsets, births, births. Yes, child life and death is one of the areas where we experience most of our experiences of awe. I had the blessing, and I do mean blessing, of being with my mom when she passed. Yes. It was so peaceful for her. Yes, I also had a similar experience with my sister that was extremely awe-inspiring where she was on a ventilator and we started praying the rosary and we didn't have to turn off the ventilator by ourselves. Maggie went all by herself. It was beautiful. Now, she was brain dead. How did that happen? Good question. It's a very good, it's, to me, it gives me goosebumps, which is one of the physiological effects of awe is when we experience goosebumps. So that's, that's, th- those are great experiences. So, so yep. life and death, um, that, that sense of moral beauty where we experience kindness and compassion in everyday life. And then what comes in second is nature. Experiences with nature. Oh yes. So yep. those are those are probably the top two, along with life and death. And then you can have experiences with groups. So I always think about um, the NCAA basketball tournament as a sense of what we call collective effervescence. You know, and then also music, art, um, and spirituality are all experiences. Those all of those can create that experience of of awe so you have to look for them you know one of the things i find interesting is that awe is a equal opportunity experience for everyone in fact in some ways not so equal opportunity people who are of normal uh, economic uh, abilities let's say the middle class and the lower middle class and lower class Actually, there's some studies that show we may experience awe more often than people who are super well off. Now, the only guy that I think of that probably doesn't fit that, who's super rich, is the guy with uh, Virgin Airlines. I'm not thinking of his name right now, but um, he's got spaceships, not Elon Musk, but the other guy. Okay. Yeah. 
but he I, that guy experiences all all the time i think when you talk to him um so anyway his name will come to me later but <laughs> when the show's over right right when the show is over yeah so um you know and so this awe experiences most people experience awe about two to three times a week but you got to be on the lookout for it right sunrise sunrises right sunsets um and one of the ways that we can experience awe is by walking if you go for a walk in the woods especially with another person you can just you you get opened up to the experience of being in the woods and um you can see things like a garter snake or for me i was trout fishing once and i never forget this experience where this dragonfly this caddisfly is flying off the water and this dragonfly comes zooming by and just chomps on the caddisfly and takes it away for me that was an awe inspiring experience and i think we don't need although it's important to go to the grand canyon this is something that is great right people go to the grand canyon but you don't have to go to the grand canyon to experience awe it is in the sunsets it is in the crunch of the leaves under your feet it is in what i think is going to be happening now the farmers fields are being planted that every year our earth produces food for 8 billion people that's an awe thing yes. that's an awe thing think about that and how in what is it a hundred days well by july 31st we're gonna have sweet corn (laughs) think about that i always wait for july 31st now right because there's something about that i crunch into that butter and the corn and that's an awe inspiring experience so you don't have to look very far for it if you're looking for it you know and that i'm assuming you're bringing this up because that helps with our mental health we need to experience these awe moments, it right? It does. It does. The psychological effects of awe will create a feeling of humility. Um, yeah, that the world is bigger than we are. Yes. That so, everything's not revolving around me. Right. Exactly, Gordy, because you you actually, um, when they've done studies on this, when people are in, like in Yosemite, they'll, they'll have them um, take a picture of themselves in relation to the sun, these like little cartoon pictures. And they'll draw themselves smaller in relation to the sun in these cartoon pictures. So you experience being smaller, which might at first like, well, why do you want to feel smaller? But you also feel more interconnected to the world. So, um, and there's also this feeling of a sense of decreased materialism. Like you're, like material things are not as important. And also... Just you're going to be in a better mood. Uh, you know, this is this is one of the beauties of awe, you know. Um, and then it also can be it can create this transformational experience where um, it creates a memory which then transforms you into maybe thinking about life in a different way. The studies also show that if you if you exhibit, if you go in front of art, like if you go to an art museum, you're, you tend to be more um, giving of your money um, to others um, and you're going to be more willing to give in general of your time and your and of your of your resources so those are some of the psychological effects of awe 
Now, physically, you can also experience awe in the form of goosebumps. We, I just talked about that because I had that experience here already. And um, we, can, we only experience goosebumps in experiencing awe second only to when we feel cold, right? It's the second most experience, experiential time that we experience goosebumps. And then finally, they're finding that experiencing awe reduces inflammation, so isn't that interesting, right? In the body, they can that, they that actually they can do studies of a chemical in our body called interleukin six, and um, people experience awe, then have lower levels of this biochemical called interleukin six, which is one of the ones that's related to inflammation. So amazing, it is. I am awestruck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so. You know, what happens is with awe is that it opens our minds to these vast forces that shape our lives. It gives us this overview effect, this greater sense of humility, and being more collaborative with others, right? So awe creates wonder. And out of wonder, we actually become more rigorous in our thought. We're not taken in by false things as much, right? We're not, um, we're open, more open to new ideas and the unknown, right? Um, Makes sense. What was, can you think of an awe other than your brother or no, your mother? You said your mother died. Can you think of another awe-inspiring experience that you've had? Oh, there's so many of them. All my trips, I have an awe. You know, all my international trips, right. to the Middle East, you know, when I... When I walked the same places that Jesus had walked, right. that was awe for me. Right, right. So what brings up an interesting experience, extroverted people may have a tendency to be a little bit more awe-inspired than those who can't tolerate ambiguity. So it's not so much introvertedness as it is people who can't tolerate ambiguity. Like they need things a certain way, Right. And so when we don't do that, that, you know, so, um, and also awe is associated with positive character traits, such as appreciation of beauty, creativity, and gratitude. So there's a good possibility that you have this experience of awe so much because you see yourself as someone who's grateful, right? Yeah. Right. So anyway, I just thought, any other thoughts? What, do you, can you remember one in particular? Well, I've told you, and when I, when, anytime I fly, I feel awestruck. Just, right. just being up with the clouds, and then you look down, and yeah. and you know, just the sense of being able to travel that fast and feel like you're floating. I mean, it's, right. just, it's incredible. Right. right, and they often they say that the greatest awe experience is what the astronauts experience when and, they're and I've flown above a, the Earth. I've right. flown a lot, but every single every time, time right? I feel that awe. Right, right, just how everything is connected, right, in some way. We go from farm to community, back to farm. You know, that's what I see yeah, when I'm you know, the flying people in. on the plane are from every... I remember one time the plane... I usually go on church trips. So it was people and, you know, all of us church people. Mm-hmm. And there were some Muslims at the front of the plane who were praying, you know. It was their, there was time, their time to pray, right? There was a bit of awe right. of that for me. I remember telling 
uh, Pastor Craig Brimehorst, who, God rest his soul, yes. is no longer with us. But I remember telling him how I felt off for that because, you know, I don't, I'm not as good at that as as those. That's right. Are. The the rigor that they have, the discipline, they the have. discipline they have. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, right? So, um, I think it's it's important to recognize. Getting back to this idea of going bowling, <laughs> you know, in terms of self care, that we don't, you know, when we're thinking about groups of people, and and being with a group, and maybe that's one of the ways that we do create awe is by, you know, going to church and stuff like that. But do you know that Americans now enjoy only half as many picnics as we did 20 years ago? I believe it. People don't go on picnics. Why? I love picnics. And also, Americans now have one fewer friend than they had 30 years ago. And now, a full 40% of people suffer from loneliness. Um, so we're losing these coll- these connections and these these are lost occasions for what we call collective awe. So when you're so part of what you're experiencing when you're on that plane and when you go on these trips is I think an experience of collective awe. Oh sure, yeah, people sitting next to you in a plane, yeah. Right. You a total stranger, you got you stir up a conversation and find out people are people wherever you go. That's the number one thing I get from these trips, Eric, is that they love, they hate, they I feel the same emotions everywhere in the world. Yes. They have the same goals in life. They want their kids to be better off than they were, all that stuff. Right. Right. And that's one of the things they've done with studies is that in terms of awe, this is a universal feeling. This is not necessarily just connected to the United States or Western countries. Everyone experiences awe. However, some countries... A little better at it than others. So Poland and the United States more willing to experience awe or have the ability to experience awe than maybe a country like Iran, who might be a little lower. Chinese people um, experience awe in relation to people in prestige, where we're not as impressed by people with prestige in America as people in China. So there's some examples of just... Cultural yeah. differences, but we all have it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd make a blanket statement on that, but I understand what you're saying. Right. Well, no, they did some studies. I mean, they have some some evidence of oh, that. Oh, okay. Right. So um, I just want to talk a little bit more about walking because I think this county has the gift of between Northfield and Faribault, about 1,800 or 2,000 acres of nature. Big Woods State Park, my favorite And then one. Big Woods, when you add that in, now you're looking at probably, what, 4,000 acres it's or been something. More than one time in my life, Eric, where I've gone out to the Big Woods and sat by the waterfall and just yes. closed my eyes and listened to the water. Right. And so this is, you bring this up, Gordy, this is a great example of awe that water, streams, sunset, sunrises, walking with others, we just these are ch- these are chances. You get yourself a better chance of experiencing awe. Eric, I call the woods God's church. Yeah, so do I. I love the woods. Yep, yep. That's where I feel closest. Right. We need to get outdoors. So Rachel Carson, a very famous 
um, environmentalist from the 60s who really first brought attention to DDT. She says, those who dwell among the beauties and mysteries of the earth are never alone or weary of life. I love that. Isn't that great? It's been more than once I've been in the woods and looked at a tree and think how much longer that tree's been here than me. Exactly. There's an experience of awe. Right. So you've had, you are, you're a master awe person. Oh man, I'm Mr. Awe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so much awe out there in the world, really. There is, if you just look for it. And you can just, again, from a health benefit standpoint, you know, when you experience awe and being outdoors, you reduce your risk of cancer, respiratory illness, depression, and again, this idea of inflammation. I find interesting. Yeah. One day I was sitting on my love seat on my deck. Cardinal lands on the fence. There's a moment of awe. Yeah. Because the cardinal was chirping. Right. And just remember, don't let the mundane blind you. Because it's in the mundane that we often can find things. I tell this story about this centipede in my, my, um, in my window well that I was cleaning out the window well and there it is wintertime and then all of a sudden it's spring and this centipede has lived. How did that happen? Wow. So, well, I've only got a few seconds left, Eric. That walk again is? Wednesday, no, May 24th, starting at noon. At, Wednesday, May 24th at noon to one is the walk and the talk. At Buckham West. Yeah. Okay. That concludes today's edition of Minnesota.